Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Okay, so hi guys, I'm here today with Rob Kosberg from Bestseller Publishing. Um, he's been, well, he's the company behind helping me actually get my book out there um, after my first attempt on my own. Um, these guys are, are coming in as the professionals to help me through the process. Um, obviously, you know, as I said before, I'm at manuscript stage now. Um, as I speak, um, I'm on chapter nine. Um, as when this gets published, uh, <laughs> or aired, um, yeah, I, I aim to be uh, busy with a baby and having had it handed in. Um, nice. So then it will go over to the team um, and I'll be asking Rob a little bit more about that process later. But just to find out for me to start off with Rob, you know, background on it. What, what brought you to this? How long have you been going? Why publish it? Yeah. Um... This is uh, the ugly part of the story, if you will. So I, I don't come from the traditional publishing world at all. Uh, and probably if my 10th grade English teacher knew that I was doing this, he would turn over in his grave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, 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 uh, I'd been in real estate from the time I was 18 years old for, you know, in and out for a couple of decades. And in the early 2000s, I owned... Um, multiple real estate related companies, mortgage companies, title insurance companies. I own millions of dollars in real estate. My companies were doing $100 million a year in transactions right up until the time they went to zero. <laughs> and uh, that, of course, was because of the financial crisis. You know, the, the epicenter of that earthquake was real estate and uh, was lending. And so, you know, I, I found myself at that time in my early 40s, three kids in private school, millions of dollars in now upside down real estate and, uh, you know, was having a bit of an existential and an external crisis, as you might imagine. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And, um, you know, I had a couple of mentors at that time. And so I transitioned out of real estate. Um, and I had a couple mentors and I said, look, I've been known to be in real estate for the last 20 years. Uh, what would you do if you were me and you were building like new authority and credibility in a new space, which for me at that time was financial services. This is 2008. And both of them, independent of each other, said uh, that I should write a book. And that kind of rang true to me for whatever reason. I thought, Okay, never thought about writing a book before. I did. Um, I made a lot of mistakes, uh, made a lot of errors, similar to what you said. I, you know, I tried to do it. I actually paid a ghostwriter to help me. That was a complete disaster. Uh, so I, I made a lot of mistakes, but uh, I published the book in 2009, and immediately my company exploded. Now I used the book, and I did a lot of things right. I did a lot of things wrong, but. You know, 2009, we were still in the in the financial crisis. Um, in fact, the stock market bottomed in 2009, and I was starting a new financial services business. And we went to a million bucks in the first year, then multi millions in the second year. The book became, you know, the number one nonfiction book uh, on all of Amazon. Got me on TV, radio, speaking engagements, you name it, and it exploded my business. So. So independent of that, I helped a lot of business owners. People started coming to me and saying, how is your business growing like this? And everybody else is like, you know, 
struggling to, to stay afloat. And I said, well, you know, my book, my book is like doing all this stuff for me. And, um, so people started asking me if I could help them. And I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm lucky. I don't know. <laughs> and I started helping people in 2009. And I, I know that's a long story, forgive me, but, um, no, I, no, absolutely. I backed into it back totally organic. And, and now it's been, uh, it, it's going on 10 years since I started bestseller publishing, I've sold my financial services company. I actually owned them both at the same time. And I sold it in 2013 and I went all in, uh, with, uh, with BSP and, you know, now it's, you know, over a thousand authors later and, and just a lot of fun. That's it. That's it. So really it was you experiencing the power of, of what you can do with a book that totally. made you think, you know, Hey, actually this is, this is a pretty good option. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know, obviously I didn't fully know it would work for me. Certainly not the way it did. And I didn't know if I could help other people. And just little by little, I, you know, I, I, I started helping people and, and their stuff started going really, really well. And I was like, this is fun. This is way more fun than financial <laughs> services, just honestly. Right. And I'm like, yeah. this is so cool. I, I get to work with all these incredible people like yourself all over, not, not the country, but the world. I have clients in like 35 different countries and, you know, clients that are U.S. ambassadors and clients that are Fortune 500 CEOs and clients that are professional athletes. And then I have clients that are plumbers and and doctors and roofers. You know, it's I love it. So anyway, that's that's my story. That's at least, that's at least part of it. My my failure to success epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So, so nowadays, you know, obviously I came to you actually as a, it was my mentor who yeah. said to me, I said, have you got any suggestions? And he was straight out you, yeah. um, which, you know, when somebody is just, and yeah, he just said it with such confidence. I was like, okay, then that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I won't ask you for any additional names, um, <laughs> but you know, other than referrals, where do you, where do you tend to get your, your clients from? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, Sarah, we, as far as I know, we're the only you know, company that does what we do by eating our own cooking. So, you know, I mean, we're on video. I know this is a podcast, but you see my book behind me. That's my latest book. And so mm -hmm. uh, that uh, published Promote Profit became a Wall Street Journal and a USA Today bestseller. And I use that book in conjunction with paid advertising. I do. Um, I'll take a little picture of you and then they can. Yeah, yeah, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And, uh, yeah, and there's my shark, my shark behind me too. You can see. Uh, so uh, yeah, I use I use paid traffic. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, we have a we have a sales team, and and we uh, drive traffic to free plus shipping funnels using my book. Uh, we sell products online and courses, and um, and we do challenges and webinars and all that stuff. But it's 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 driving people to my book. So I mean, literally. All, all I do for my clients in, in many cases, your case, it's different because you know marketing, but most of my clients don't. So yeah. we don't just help them with the book. We help them and show them how to use the book to then, yeah. you know, get customers and make money. And I think when, on our initial conversation, I said to you, you know, I'm not planning on making any money up front with this book, right. to which you look quite relieved. I'm assuming that a lot of people come to you with the expectation of, you know, it, it breaking even or making profit on their pearls of wisdom put into book form. Is that? 
It's true and it's not. It's true in that most people think that, but by the time they get to us, um, to my sales team, they've already been indoctrinated enough to know that that is not like, like if I had a way to help you sell a million books and you pay me 10 or 20,000 bucks to do that, then I wouldn't want the 20,000 bucks. <laughs> I'd want the million book sales, right? Like, like that, that doesn't exist. Uh, and anybody that tells you that it does is, is lying. And so, you know, the thing is you don't have to sell a million books to make a million dollars. I mean, publish promote profit, just my book funnel has done about $3 million in the last 13, 14 months. And I've sold, you know, 15,000 books uh, through my free plus shipping funnel and, and probably another 15,000 on Amazon. But, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's not much from a royalty perspective, but 3 million bucks because people are coming to me and saying, you're the expert, we want to work with you. And, and that's really our ideal client gets that. And um, they're not coming to us thinking they're going to be the next, you know, have the next Harry Potter. <laughs> right. Which is fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes it. So, so when, we, when you're talking around, because obviously I saw it as an element of a sales funnel, that's yep. where we've had clients from the agency use it as part of a sales funnel. Um, you know, do people need to be in a position where they're starting to use a sales funnel to create a book? When is a good time to get into creating a book? Um, you know, er, there's lots of different answers for this and you're asking the book guy. So what am I going to say? I'm going to say, right, <laughs> the book immediately, right. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> so, you know, to be fair, um, that's obviously self-serving advice, but that is the advice that I took, right? Like I started my brand new business in 2008 with a book and it exploded my business. So my personal belief and conviction is the faster you write the book, again, if you do a good job, like, like it has to be a book that is geared towards your ideal audience. It has to be a book with your end goal in mind. And the end goal ideally being this book is going to drive people to me that see me as the authority in this space. And, and if, if you have, you know, the marketing chops, if you have the marketing mind in place in the beginning, then you're going to, you're going to create something that does that for you. And so we do that with our clients because, you know, a lot of our clients come and they're like, Oh, I want to write my life story, my autobiography. And, you know, I have to, I tell them nicely, look, no one cares about your story. <laughs> they don't, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if, if published pro profit was called the autobiography of Rob Cosper, they're like, who the heck is that? I don't care who that is. Um, and so you have to write with your audience in mind. Now your story is, is meaningful and you tell your story in your book, but you just have to position it to your ideal audience. And, and when you do that and you don't need a complicated free plus shipping funnel, right? I, I have clients that use their book to get speaking engagements and, and then sell, you know, by being the authority on stage. I have clients that use their book to get PR and media and, and their TV attracts clients to them, things of that nature. So it doesn't always have to be a matter of a complicated technology. It can be very, very simple. You know, in 2008, it, there was no complicated technology. I got on radio. That was my big break was radio. And basically I said on live radio, if you want a free copy of my book, then call this number, my office number, or call the radio station, and I will ship it to you for free. Now, by the way, this was before free plus shipping or any of this stuff. This is 2008, and I didn't know what I was doing. I honestly didn't, but I thought, okay, if anybody wants a free copy, then 
that's someone I want to talk to or, or have, yeah. you know, my, my business partner talk to. And, and, you know, that we started getting clients the first week using that methodology and that's a funnel, right? It's, yeah. it's radio to offer on the radio to telephone call. I, I want your free book. That, that, that was a funnel that worked for us to, to the tune of millions of dollars in revenue. I mean, I talk to clients around, you know, organic posts and doing two-step organic posts where it's like, this is an outcome. Yeah. Who wants to hear about it? And and it basically, it's them metaphorically putting their hand up and saying what you're talking about, I'm interested in. And yep. that's them saying, I'm a potential customer. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? However you get that signal from that person is how you can how you can act on it. It's just getting that signal of, I'm interested in what you do. Um, yep. And then you can go from there. I think the yep. thing with the book, though, is it, it pre-sells them a lot more, doesn't it? So yeah, I mean, it, there, there's, they're reading it, they're getting to know, like, trust you. A hundred percent. And there, there's nothing like a book to position you as an as an authority, as an expert. I mean, geez, the word authority has its root in author, right? And so yeah. um, there, there's just nothing like it. And, and, you know, we teach an organic LinkedIn strategy. We teach organic Facebook strategies to our clients. And it's like, look you want to get your book in front of them. Once they raise their hand and say that they're interested, never just give your book away like it's candy. Your book is too valuable. But once you have somebody that's interested and you give your book to them, then your book does like the rest of the magic. I, I talked to a client today that I did a book for and his book is just exploding. And he's a dog trainer. It's called Speak Dog, and which is really cool. We were talking today and he's like, Rob, he goes, I, I ordered your book uh, in my free plus shipping funnel. And it literally sat on my nightstand for like four months and I didn't even open it. He goes, but when I started reading it, I only read a few chapters and I was like, I got to work with this guy. And I'm like that when he, when he said that I was so excited. I'm like, yes, my book is sitting on his nightstand. Like I am, <laughs> I am next to his bed, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's right where, I mean, it doesn't get any more private and personal than that. Right. And that's literally what's happening when when people get your book. Like it's it's sitting right. I mean, I have all these clients and 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 other people's books all around here. They're in my head and they don't even know it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool, isn't it? It, it, yeah. it was a little bit like before we started recording, we were talking about podcasts. Yeah. Um, and it's the same sort of thing of, oh wow, you know, like I'm actually in that person's world yep. and I have no idea. That's right. No idea. That's right. You're building authority and credibility all, all along the route with them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so why you? Why do people come to you? You said you're the only ones which do what you do. Yeah. Tell tell them a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's probably a few reasons. I think the the primary reason is um, people see us like doing the very thing that they want to do, right? They yeah. they see my free plus shipping funnel. They see me using my books. Uh, they see my client stuff and, and then they at least raise their hand metaphorically, right? They purchase the book or, or they, they go to my videos or my YouTube channel or whatever. And, and then they start going down the rabbit hole and eventually they see, you know, one or two or 10 of the thousand books that we've done. And, and so they just, they put themselves in that position. Um, probably, you know, just like in your business and, and many others that might be listening, you know, there, there's a good client and there's not a good client potentially. Right. And so lots of people 
want to write fiction and children's books and those kinds of things. And and we certainly have done some of those. We will do book marketing and some book launches for children's books and whatnot. But that's really not our ideal client. I mean, our, our ideal client is a is a business owner that like understands that the the real opportunity is using the book to get a a fifty thousand dollar check, a ten thousand dollar check, a hundred thousand dollar check, rather than selling fifty thousand copies of the book. And uh, and so you know, they they see that we're uh, not only capable of creating a great product for them, but we can show them how to use it. And I think for me that the thing was it was the wood for trees of. You know, I, I went down, I, one of my mentors went down the route of, of sort of walking me through what sort of thing you need. Um, and it was, it was quite a sort of tick box approach on the, on, you know, you want a book, so yeah. we're creating a book. And I kind of, I transcribed it in one day, it took me like eight hours. It was terrible to then have to edit those transcripts. Right. I was like, what on earth was I saying there? Um, and um, it was so painful. Like the day was the easy bit. The, the yeah. And then as I was going through it, it just didn't resonate. It just, for me, I didn't feel like it had done me justice. Yeah. Um, and that's why I sort of got on the hunt of, well, who can help me? What can people do? But the thing is, is you don't really know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, you know, even talking around, you know, some people call them booksmiths. Some people talk about ghostwriters. It's like, I just need somebody who knows right. what they're doing yeah. <laughs> to get yeah. me. Because it's quite a lot. There's quite a lot of marketing out there for the publishing element. So once you have something, but I was really conscious of, I don't know like how to get something that I'm happy with without right. being one of those people that's been creating a book for like 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I knew that I didn't want that. It wasn't something, it, I've, it's always been quite nice. I've always quite fancied the idea of writing a book. Yeah. Um, a lot less glamorous like most things when you actually start doing it. Uh, <laughs> More glamorous when you're done. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah. Keep, keep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> possibly, possibly not for me though, because I'm just going to go into the world of nappies. Uh, <laughs> That's but true. Out the other end, when you guys have done your magic, then yeah, hopefully a bit more glamorous. But, um, you know, there's a sort of advice for somebody when they're looking yeah. for help with a book. What do they need? Like, what, what do you, where do they start? Yeah. You know, good question. Um, I can, I can probably maybe give some advice, uh, a couple of pieces of advice that I wish someone would have given me when I made the mistake and chose the wrong people. Cause I, I did that back in 2008 and I've heard that I've heard my story told to me a hundred times uh, since then. So, you know, when, when choosing somebody, I think the number one thing that, that people often look for is, uh, you know, somebody that at least is communicating with them that they can do the job, that they've done the job before, uh, and that, you know, maybe they have some credentials or they've written a book themselves, et cetera. And while all that's fine, and that's how I chose a ghostwriter initially, it was a, it was through a referral, and this is a person that was a, a writer and had had done a couple of of uh, books for herself. Um, what I didn't know was, in, in this traditional ghostwriting manner, what you do and and what you had trouble with is for people like you and I, the easiest way for us to create content is by speaking it, not by sitting down and writing or typing. And, and that is true, actually, for the vast majority of people. And so um, 
The problem with traditional ghostwriting, and if if I were to give you any advice, I'd say this, ask the person or the people that you're going to work with how they're going to get the content from you. Because the biggest problem tends to be that it's it's easier to get content, but it's not easy to get context, which is your voice. And so what happened, I had I got a 183-page book, but it sounded like Gener- a generic thing that didn't sound anything like me. And I'm like, this is not what I want. I, I wanted something that, that, that was from me and that felt like me. And so we actually created a whole proprietary process around this. We call hybrid ghostwriting, you know, which the first steps is about, you know, really having a format within every chapter that has story, open loops, content points, closed loops, next steps. And it's a lot like a TED talk. And uh, right. And you, 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 of course, I know really well right now. Yes, I, I know. You're, <laughs> they're hammering you on that. I know my, my, my team is hammering you on that. And so we, you know, we, we go to great lengths to make sure that our, our clients have that mapped out prior to the recording, because we still want to get the recording, but the recording is not this, um, it's not this kind of dull, uh, sanitary question and answer, um, which, which can be fun and you can get some good stuff out of question and answer, but very rarely do you get a flow and do you get a feel for the person and do you get a great voice? So what we want is we want the material mapped out ahead of time and then presented. Uh, in 10 minutes, 15, 20, 30 minutes. And then of course, if the writer gets stuck, then they can, you know, the, the, uh, the, the author gets stuck, the writer can ask questions, et cetera. So I, I would always ask, okay, well, how are you, how are you going to create the content for me? What do you do as a writer and, and how, how are you going to be sure to get my voice? And if they say things like, well, I'm just good at that. And oh no, 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 <laughs> no one is good at that. It's, it, it, it's not, you can't be good at that. You, you have to have a process to get that. And, and that's what I learned later down the road. So, um, that, that's a little long winded, so forgive me, but that, that's, that's a really important part. If you're going to write a check to somebody to help you write the book. Cool. That makes sense. And then the whole publishing thing. So basically you, you create a manuscript, then you hand it over to somebody and that's when they do the kind of, they get tough and they go through it with a, apparently yeah. a red pen. Um, you know, <laughs> whether that's a metaphorical one or not, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, they go through and what's their role? What are they doing? So there, that's prior to publishing. Um, so mm-hmm. there's, for, for us, there's a couple of different things that happen. Um, we want to put a couple of different sets of eyes on it. So the first thing that happens after a manuscript is reviewed and, and in a manuscript review, which is usually multiple pages long, uh, our author gets feedback on what's good, what you might want to take a look at and adjust, et cetera. But that's in a, that's in a broad sense. After that's okay. done and, and those changes are either embraced, changed, not changed, whatever, then it goes to a copy edit. And the copy edit is literally, it takes several weeks, uh, usually two weeks, and it's line by line by line grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, all of that. And that's a, another set of eyes that, that get put on it. And then after, again, it's back and forth with the, with the author and making sure things are right. Uh, and then it goes to uh, formatting and then proofreading, which is another set of eyes. And so formatting is about um, the design, the look of the interior, 
but the look of, of the interior needs to be proofed as well because, you know, little thing, you can change one sentence and it, it messes up the formatting of the rest of the book. And so all of that is then looked at by a proofreader that, again, goes through it, looks at the design, looks at the spelling, looks at the grammar, and then goes back and forth. So, so we want, you know, we want to, no one puts out a perfect product, but we want to put out as perfect a product as we can, which means multiple sets of eyes on it besides yours and, and your writer's. That makes sense. And then it's then it's a, into the process of marketing, isn't it? Well, then it's published, right? Then the button is pushed for both a digital version and then later a soft cover version. And then it's it's about marketing. And for us, it's two steps in marketing. Uh, we do what we call a soft launch. And the soft launch is just to get Amazon verified reviews. We want to we want the book to be um, as marketable for Amazon as possible, because Amazon is your partner in this. They're the 800-pound gorilla uh, of the industry, and they make money when you do. So we want them sending traffic to the book. So the way they can tell if the book is good or not is, is it getting reviews, good reviews? So we have a kind of a, a little bit of a manual, laborious process to uh, get reviews and to get our author to get focused on reviews. That takes about two or three weeks. And, you know, we want to get seven, eight, nine, ten five-star reviews right out of the gate. If you have a good following, then, you know, I mean, I've had clients who've gotten hundreds right out of the gate, which that's fantastic, but that doesn't always happen. Usually doesn't. Um, and then after that is the the second step of the marketing, which is what we call our hard launch. And for our clients, uh, what we do is we do paid advertising on 60 to 70 different websites worldwide. So we advertise in the UK and Australia, New Zealand, you know, uh, throughout the European Union, Canada and the US. Uh, I mean, we even have, uh, you know, English speaking groups in in Japan and, all you know, all over the non uh, English world uh, that yeah. it will hit bestseller on. So we do paid ads. We do a big, uh, three big press releases to the U.S. market, and then we do a big social media campaign. We do that all in a week long period, and that's when we we hit uh, bestseller legitimately in multiple countries, multiple categories. That'll be fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm I, yeah. I can feel myself being a little bit more excited about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun because you'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we track everything and we'll uh, screenshot everything. We'll screenshot all of your rankings and we'll send all of that to you at the end of the week. So you see all the different countries that, you know, you hit number one in and all the different categories and, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. It's uh, obviously that's a, you know, that, that's an exciting time for all of us because your work's starting to pay off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that is the more glamorous bit, isn't it? Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Because I'm using this. It, it wasn't even, you know, when I started off writing it, um, it was on my radar. So sort of the beginning of the year, um, that I, you know, at that point, I didn't even know that I was going to be taking a break to have a baby. Um, you know, because <laughs> these things, you never quite know when they're going to happen. That is um, true. So you just have to carry on like it's not going to happen and wait and see. Um, you know, and the, the whole pandemic thing, that was a bit of a surprise too. Um, so, you know, we've, I'm using it for, from my point of view, I'm using it to help me when I come back. So yeah. this is baby number three, job done as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Absolutely. I have three also. Boy, that's a lot. It's not going to happen again, I can assure you. <laughs> there is no way there's a fourth. Um, 
but it's it's very much um you know then it's like right into the business and i don't have that concern over the you know any more breaks from it yeah um, so for me it's kind of a bit of uh, it's worked really really well in that it can fit in for my comeback as it were Perfect. and i'm getting my business back in um you know when is it for me i'm doing that the aim is to i think I was working it out with Matt the other day. I think it was like March time, at March, April time that we were working on. But, you know, when is a good time of year, a bad time of year? Or is it just there isn't one and it's just get it out there when you can? Yeah, there isn't one. Um, you, you need to finish and launch as quickly as possible. Um, that's that's what we always recommend. And, um, you know, I mean, th- there may be weeks in a year that we don't, you know, we may not be launching Christmas week, you know, or, or things of that nature, right? But for the most part, there's not a bad month or a bad season. Um, now, you know, the other thing you're, you're a marketing person, so you understand marketing. So you're going to also in this period of time, have your tools put together, right? Your, your, your funnels and things of that nature. Most of our clients don't. And so I always tell them, look, this book writing process is going to take you four five, six months, like, and, and you're not going to be working on it 24 seven, you're going to spend a couple of hours a week legitimately on it, take some time and, and do the other work. Like, like start thinking about your social media presence, start thinking about your funnels, start thinking about, you know, doing the research for speaking engagements, whatever it is that you want, right? You don't have to do all those things, but pick one or two that you want and have that ready to go when your book is, is launched. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. I've, um, my, my, cause obviously the, the agency side is, uh, the, the, the sort of other business that I'm involved in. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, from, from my point of view, I just have to be mindful of where that becoming the priority order. So, um, they have been briefed on the fact that they need to be treating me like a client. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I like that. And prioritize the work. I so, like um, you know, I think I've, I've given them enough of a deadline, enough of a time scale. Um, to get that sorted but yeah I think you know from the sort of the beginning of looking at the book it was always thinking about how it fits into a funnel and and how it fits into that you know lead nurturing basically 100% Um, which is you know it complements um it's not going to make up for for people doing nothing and I think that's the thing is, is you know we speak to people when they come in and they're like I've got this resource and I've got that and it's like well what's supporting it and it's like if you haven't you need to you know one thing on its own you need to have those resources there you need to have that system set up even if it's a very basic one yeah 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 always how you're using it right like i mean i we're very honest with our clients we're like look it's you know this is not a magic bean that you plant in the backyard and then you forget it right? Like, I mean, even Jack had to eventually climb the beanstalk and go get the gold, right? Kill the giant or whatever, however that story goes, like there was work involved. And, yeah. uh, it's the same with your book. Like the book is, uh, is a Ferrari. If you like cars, I like cars. So it's a Ferrari sitting in your garage. You, you gotta take it out. You gotta take it to the track. You gotta, you have to drive it. Uh, you know, organically, some things will happen because of your book, just like magic which is cool, but you're leaving so much on the table if you don't like have a plan to use it down the road. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's maximizing the opportunity. Yep. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm quite sure that this is going to be my only book. I have I have a vague idea of what I do for a, another one. Yeah. But at this moment in time, it's pretty much like baby number three. That's I'm yeah. Right. You're done. With, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you've got three babies, you can do three books. I know that. Because <laughs> that's far harder than writing books. <laughs> want to find out a little bit more about you where's the best place to go uh you know i'd say uh pub you know look at my book start there right i mean i that's probably the easiest thing to do it's publishpromoteprofit.com they can get a free copy of the book they just pay shipping and there's other things that you know if they want an audio version of the book etc then you know there's a funnel there right we eat our own cooking so you know you don't have to buy those things, but if, if you want them, you'll, you'll, you'll like them. So yeah, publishpromoteprofit.com is good. If someone wants some free stuff, our, our website is good for that. And that's bestsellerpublishing.org.org. Brilliant. That yeah. is great. Well, thank you very, very much, Rob, for your time. Oh, great um, to be with you. Really nice to chat to you again. And uh, yeah, watch this space, but uh, <laughs> I'm it. looking forward to those screenshots. Love it. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Good spending time and, and thanks for your trust in us. You are very welcome. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it. 